Hey everybody, Ferran Wozniak, host of the IASIS podcast. I'm here with Gabe Birchfield from Bend, Oregon. Gabe, thank you for being on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Woz. I appreciate the chance to get here and be on your podcast and just talk about some digital forensics and IASIS stuff. Absolutely. Uh, it's no shocker here that uh, most of the guests we have are uh, in, in law enforcement. You yourself are in law enforcement. Uh, tell us, tell us uh, if you can, who you work for or, or whatever, um, your, your role in law enforcement uh, right now and how you started in law enforcement. All right, yeah. Uh, so I started on patrol in 2006. I worked for the Jackson County Sheriff's Office at the time, which is in Southern Oregon. Um, and I worked there for 16 years until... At the end of 2021, I transferred to the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office in Bend, Oregon, okay. which is where I'm at now. Um, my first 10 years in law enforcement were patrol. Uh, then I transferred into the Homicide and Major Person Crimes Division of the Sheriff's Office, and I did that for uh, about three years total. Um, and then I went into forensics in 2017, but I was still okay. doing, I was doing about half forensics, half major cases at the time. And then I went full-time forensics in 2019. Did you take a class at NCFI that made you the cell phone guy or something? I, you know, I always yeah. call it the, you, you take a class and you become that guy. Right. Um, it wasn't quite like that. When I went into detectives in 2015, I was 31 years old and they said, hey, you're the youngest detective in the division. Do you want to be our cell phone guy? Exactly. Those are the terms they use. And I'm like, sure, I like I like cell phones. And and yeah. my, my first course was actually Celebrite CCO CCPA. And then okay. I ended up taking some NW3C, um, the free mm -hmm. courses prior. Yeah, absolutely. Prior to uh, going into uh, BCFE at IASIS. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the NWC3 courses, oh, well, number one, all, all departments love that because it's, you know, the, the price, the right. price is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, they offer a, an array of great courses. Uh, but it's funny how you, you said you were the youngest guy. That's almost like the... You know, the old school, uh, I, I was born in 1975, so my thing was I got the, I, I knew how to program the VCR oh, yeah. to the right time, not flashing 12. Right. And, yeah, there's one of the, well, you're the youngest guy, you right. know cell phones, exactly. but it's, but it's, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's kind of a it's true way it goes, and I'm, I'm glad it happened, so. Yeah. I mean. You, you don't, you don't see any, any 65-year-olds doing uh, social media investigations these days, so it's, you know, maybe you do, maybe you do, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know, ageism. No, that's a crime. We don't we don't support ageism. So, but uh, very good. And then you got in pretty quick. So you did. You just started uh, digital forensics, and you said what? 2016. 2017. Yeah. No, 2017. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a you you rose to power. I guess you could say uh, uh, pretty quickly. I've been. Um, I think I started law enforcement right at 2000 and, and this game in 2005. Um, so 2016, because you have, uh, uh, you know, you took classes. I know you took classes with IASIS. Can you, can you go through your IASIS, not, not only being a student, but also, uh, and we'll get into it, you're, you're, you've been a row coach, and also you're doing blocks of instructions now with IASIS. Can you tell us your IASIS history, please? 
Yeah, so my IASIS history, uh, in 2019 is when I attended uh, the BCFE course in Florida, down there in Orlando. Pre-COVID, um, the, the, the last before COVID, right? Yes, yep. Or I guess you could say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pre-COVID. Okay. Um, and then in, I wanted to continue. The next year I was actually scheduled to take the mobile class, um, but then COVID happened and shut it down. Um, and then the following year, I actually was contacted by one of the staff at IASIS and they asked me if I wanted to be a row coach uh, for the 2021 mm -hmm. conference. And my thoughts were, I've only been doing this for a couple of years. Um, I must have done something correctly in order for them to see me as someone who they could, I mean, rely on to teach new sure. students. Um, and another caveat was there wasn't any international staff that was able to come over that year because of the COVID restrictions. So I came down in, in 2021 as just solely a row coach. I didn't instruct any blocks um, during that year. And then the following year in 2022, um, they asked me to come back again. Uh, but this time I had, they wanted me to teach a block of instruction on, uh, numbering systems. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, uh, they also added before you're going to get up on stage in front of 300 plus people, you need to prepare yourself. And so we have this little course that you need to take called Diasis train the trainer course. Um, yes. which, at the time I went through, it was just one day. Now they've extended it to two days. Um, just to get a feel for how you're going to present. Do you look like you know how to present? Are you not going to falter on questions asked to you or the subject matter? You need to know what you're talking about. And once they've kind of vetted you in that standpoint, then you move forward um, to your block of instruction. So, again, in 2022, I, I taught the numbering systems, binary, hexadecimal, decimal uh, block, and then this this year, earlier this year in April, I taught the uh, browsers artifacts, um, internet artifacts, um, the Chrome and Firefox and Microsoft Edge and those types of things, um, and was also a row coach both of those years as well. Yeah. Okay. The uh, it's, it's funny. Yeah, you and I met in 2021. It was the the masks. We had to wear masks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We we wore masks. Uh, and that was, and then uh, was it twenty two or twenty three? You and I took the class. I think that might have been twenty two. You and 22. I, I took the same class. Rob Addo's, yeah, uh, yeah, train to trainer class. Uh, I had an, I had an easy topic. I talked about um, uh, ICAC, CSAM search warrants, uh, and how to how to do uh, uh, data collection. I think or something along those lines. Uh, but you gave, yeah, you gave a, a, a great presentation. And I, as I say this to this day, uh, I think it was only 20 or 30 minutes, but it was the best way how you presented hexadecimal and the numbering systems was so, I, I want to say dimmed down elementary, but it was so well uh, portrayed and, 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 and broadcasted that it was, I, I enjoyed it. I wish somebody in 2005 I taught me the way you did because I, I learned in very intimidating ways. Um, it took me twice in college to pass calculus one. So, you know, math, math isn't my strongest hold, but uh, the, the way you presented that class in the, and just in, just in our, or in our student realm was fantastic. I tell everybody to this day, I obviously I've, I've told you this. Yes. Yeah, so that was, that was a, a, uh, a great, um, a great block you did just in our test class, and I know the students. I guarantee the students gave great reviews on that for you. 
So yeah, well, I appreciate that. It was yeah, it was. I know during BCFE, it's a two-hour block to cover all of it. So my thought process was, all right, I'm going to slow things down a little bit more since I got a little more, not really a time restriction on this one, and I'm going to focus just on on the key parts here and break it down even further and slow things down a little bit just to make sure it's grasped all the way. Yeah, and it's... uh, Obviously, I've been a police officer for 24, the last 24 years of my life. We... We're, we are not the, by far, the dumbest people. We're, we're some of the smartest people. But we have a different way of learning. We have a different way of expecting how to learn. And, you know, you're, most of us are police officers who become digital forensic examiners, okay? We, we are tossed into the science. Uh, and, you know, most of us maybe have criminal justice degrees or, 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 or you know, psychology degrees, and we're, and we're learning a science. So it's great to have instructors that can, that can, translate the information well uh in, in, into into our what our, our way of thinking i guess uh and and we're able to capture it and recreate it and continue to uh to, to use it so in further and then i'm telling you you do a great job you do a great job i was in there as you know when you were instructing um i i, I took a few a few pictures of you uh when you when you're in there you had great command of the class uh I wouldn't call you the Garth Brooks of yeah. of right. you know, digital forensics, but you were close. I mean, oh, you, you're definitely you're, you're up there. Yeah. Uh, the only thing missing, you had no fireworks. Yeah, no fireworks. Maybe next year. Yeah, no cowboy hat. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 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 That is that is good. Uh, we we talking about uh, IASIS. We you know we're heavy on volunteerism. We're always trying to recruit volunteers. Uh, please. You know, uh, if you think you can volunteer for ISIS, please uh, uh, do so. Um, uh, the life of the road coach. I know Milton Adams. We talked about this in the, the Milton Adams episode for Memphis, Tennessee, uh, last year. But you know, go go over the life of it, it's. It, most apartments think we have a two week vacation in Orlando. It's it, it's not that, and I'll I'll get into another part about what our departments think, but the benefits of volunteering for for IASIS. Uh Just go in, you know. We arrive on a Saturday or Sunday, and then we're there for two weeks. Uh, row row coach it. I know I have my own schedule. Yeah, the, the row coach schedule. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. First of all, I'm going to say Milton Bonds. Bonds is his last name, not Adams. Just want to correct that. God, Milton before. Bonds. Why do I keep saying Milton Bonds? That's from Office Space. <laughs> yeah. I always say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right. Um, yeah, I just want. Sorry, to make, Milton. Yeah, in case you're watching, gonna, hey, hopefully he's good. we got yeah. your back over here. Um, we, we we exchange hot sauces. We're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the life of a road coach for two plus weeks, I guess, down in um, Florida is not is not a vacation, as a lot of people think. Um, it's not your typical DUII conference where you just mm-hmm. sit back and just watch case studies. And you don't really have to pay attention that much. It's it's totally, totally different. So you, we arrive the Saturday prior to the conference. So two days before the students actually start class. And Saturday is kind of like everybody just get in because people are arriving at all hours of the day. So there's nothing yeah. scheduled for the staff on that first Saturday. And But they let us know, hey, we have a meeting tomorrow at 11 or 12, whatever time it is. And so we'll have an hour and a half or two hour meeting talking about all the ins and outs of what we're going to do for the two weeks. Um, everybody gets to meet one another. And there's a lot of new staff rolling in every year. So, I mean, 
some of the information has been heard before by other staff, but a lot of it has right. changed and is relevant to, and then the new people don't, don't know what to expect quite yet. So once that's over, then the staff actually has to go into the big room, actually multiple rooms. I don't know. There's 10 plus rooms of classes going on over there. Uh, but the big room, the BCFE room has 300 plus students in it. And the staff has to go in and set up all the computers and pack all the backpacks with the swag for the students to get and make sure everything's set up just correctly in a professional way. Every single desk has to be oriented the exact same. Exact same way. Right. And so that's so, I mean, it's, it looks good when the students come in. It's a nice professional appearance. They can see, all right, these, this is legit. Like we're here to, to get some work done. And then once that finishes, and then there's a mobile class going on at the same time. So those staff members are yep. setting up their classes. There's open source. Their staff is setting it up. So there's tons of stuff going on. And then the following morning, we are requested to be in the BCFE room, the big room, uh, about 6, 45 to 7 in the morning. I think around 7. Uh, we'll have another meeting of what to expect for the day, what block of instruction are scheduled for that day. And then um, we open the doors day one at 7.30, I believe, for the students to come in. They can pick their seats, and and then instruction starts promptly at 8 o'clock. Uh, it continues until 8.50, and then there's a break for 10 minutes, super strict 10 minutes. And then yeah. you will, and this is one of my favorite things, is going out in the hallway and yelling, that everyone needs to come back into the classroom. <laughs> I do a couple loud ones a year. Um, most of the time it's quieter, but every once in a while I get a wild hair and I'll just yell as loud as I can for them to come back in. Um, and then, I mean, it just continues through the up until five when the students are released, but then the staff has to remain in the room for like a post-instruction uh, debrief essentially for the day. And that's mm -hmm. about another 45 minutes to an hour. So at around 6 o'clock, I'd say, is when we're released um, for the time being. And then um, on certain days, three days first week, three days the second week, there are nighttime labs where the students can come in and work on any sort of uh, questions or anything that they've had throughout the weeks. And the staff is also required to be in there for those times if they're scheduled. So you could be working from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., have an hour two-hour break come back or might even be an hour i don't know from about seven to ten or eight to ten yep working in the lab to help those people and you may not get back to your room until 10 30 or so and then it just starts right back over the next day so it's it's probably the opposite of a vacation we do have a little bit of free time like the weekend but um during the week yeah. you you there's not much and i mean i wouldn't trade it for the world it's a lot of work but it's it's Great group of people. You get to make tons of connections. You learn stuff every time, and it's just it's just a great great atmosphere to to be in. It, it is. Uh, also, too, uh, you do get you do get some heavy snacks at at five p.m. five thirty before, so they don't they don't starve you. you. You'll you'll get you'll get some nachos or chicken fingers and stuff like that. So you're you're not you're not you're not left to you're not left to die out there. Right. Uh, the uh, and, and you, you talked about the, the the hours are long. The week the weekends are actually short. Maybe you could get Disney in or or you know go see NASA, uh, but it, it's uh, it, you're working you're working full time with that. You mentioned uh, the connections. You know I have uh, I met a guy from Scotland Yard. 
last year and then you know that's that's just in you know american folklore scotland yard and i have a scott a scotland yard or new scotland yard sorry got new scotland yard uh a, a challenge coin from them that's 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 my highest challenge coin because that's you know every yeah every tv show we saw as kids or movies everything had to do with scotland yard murder right. she wrote she was always in scotland yard you know do uh, angela uh fletcher whatever her name was uh you know solving crime so it's it's yeah, Australia, New Zealand. Um, we got we have a viewer or a listener in Fiji. Uh, this podcast yeah. has somebody listening to this thing in Fiji. I mean, so it's 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 crazy how small the world has become. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, we say, oh, heck, I'm talking to you from three thousand miles away. Right. So yeah, and it's nice to be know. able to, if you need to reach out to somebody in another state and be like, oh yeah, I know somebody through Oasis in yeah. that state that oh, works yeah. down the road. I'll call them and yeah. they can help us out. So. Yeah, that's the, the, the networking is, uh, I always said this, invaluable. Invaluable is, is the actual networking. It's the people that make everything worth it. Uh, yeah, and, and further on the, on the volunteering, uh, if, if you, know, you do volunteer for IASIS, there are some perks. We do get some you know, free classes, uh, free certifications. You have, you, you have to pass the certs. But you, but you have the opportunities uh, to take those classes. And I, I understand you just took a couple in the last couple of years. I did, yeah. It's, it's, it's an awesome benefit uh, for the, the staff because normally those courses are only offered during the weeks when we're volunteering. Mm-hmm. So we can't yeah. jump out of class into another class and try to sit through that. I mean, it, it just wouldn't work out. Or, I mean, IASIS does offer them online, but I personally like in-person classes for the interaction with other sure. people. But uh, just this last year, for volunteers, they begin to offer um, a course, one of those courses that, that are available. And I think that they were uh, the Windows Forensic Examiner course, mm-hmm. um, Mobile Device Forensics course, uh, Open Source Intelligence, and I believe uh, Applied Scripting may or may not yeah, have been scripting, off- Yeah, scripting was one, yes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, so, that was the last one. so those are, like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to go through the mobile one in 2020, but it was canceled. Um, but last year I decided I've been to a lot of mobile classes since then. So when they offered the free Windows Forensic Examiner course last year, I jumped on that sure, one. Sure, take advantage, yeah. Yeah, I jumped on that one and, and ended up getting certified as a coffee, which is the Certified Advanced Windows Forensic Examiner. And then this year when it was opened again, I jumped on the mobile device forensics one, uh, I guess four years in the making of when I was supposed to originally take it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And ended up completing that one uh, and getting certified as well. So it was it's a huge benefit. It's a cost savings uh, for our department, and also it's just to say, hey, thank you for spending your time volunteering it, with us. Here's here's a little something that we can give for you um, in return. Exactly, and, and 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 let me let me go back to an earlier point I made. You know, like we have our two weeks vacation in Orlando. Well, you get credit. You get credit hours for the classes you teach. Okay, so that's continuing education. Okay, you, you'll get certificates that apply to anything your department has. On top of that, you get actual free certifications or in the courses given to you every year of those opportunities, which is really a two for one sale at that point in time. Okay, also, IASIS, if you volunteer and you go to the events, your department does not pay a dime. IASIS pays for everything. Uh, it's it's rent free for for your department um, 
it, it's, it's a win-win if they want to better things, you know. And, and of course, as you know, uh, equipment is given out. There, there's always those fire sales every three years. IASIS has to, you know, sell you something for a dollar because, you know. Yep. But it's but equipment is there. You could use that as a dirty. You could use those things as dirty machines, you know, or or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. you, there, there's always opportunities uh, for for equipment and the free training and the networking. Uh, it's 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 a no lose situation, really. But I think so. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's it, not, it, I mean, it, it, there's a, I mean, and that's just during like the two week period, like you were talking about it. Then there's other things throughout the oh, year yeah. that Europe, you can yeah. volunteer and yeah. other yeah. conferences they, or pe- you can review the, other people's certification processes and, yes, and volunteer yes, in that way. Yes. And that, yeah. I mean, just doing that will end up covering your membership fee for the upcoming yeah. year. Um, so if you've gone through BCFE and gotten certified, I would highly suggest volunteering to be a row coach or a peer review coach to get things rolling. And, and again, that keeps you fresh with the new forensics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. hundred percent with that. And uh, one more thing I want to just touch on was when you said uh, you're setting up the, the big room and all the other classrooms, but it's when you put it, we always film it in a time-lapse thing. So everything happens very quickly, but it's like watching ants, actual ants work, how everything is set up. Uh, everybody knows where everything goes. We have our road boss, uh, you know, like our roadies. We literally have a roadie team, and everything is just set up. And and you, when you when you watch it happen, I think in maybe the minute Kyle's going to correct me on this because he 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 uh, he he's the one who filmed it this year from from a high point. Uh, maybe a minute and twenty seconds, and it shows everything from setup to the next day when all the students come in and pick their seats. I mean, it's yeah, it. It's amazing. It's a yeah. lot going on. I mean, there's. I was assigned to the video team, so I had to make sure all the projectors were running correctly and setting up 150 foot uh, fiber cables uh, in yeah. a secure way where no one will step on them yeah. and do oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so it's a very. Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of work, but it takes a lot of time to make sure it's done correctly and set up the right way. And it's almost because we're a nonprofit and we're obviously a volunteer organization, but I, I'm surprised like OSHA isn't there, like making sure everything we're doing is within code and stuff, you know, with, with, the, with the amount of electricity running through that place, the cables and everything. And, and yeah, absolutely, 100%. And then not, not to mention the security we do, you know, we, we have, you know, you have, you know, I mean, how many, how many, a, a thousand cops there, Um you know, in in the state, so we all have our badges, and it's self awareness. Make sure and the spouse, spouses are allowed to show up. They get they get a spouse badge and and right. stuff. So you you know they tell you challenge. You know if you don't see somebody with the IASIS, you know, and everything's color coded too. You know who the student is. Right. You know who a BCFE instructor is, and then you know who the specialized you know the the, the specialized classes are right. the students. Yeah. So uh, it, it's every single inch of that event is is thought of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very well-organized event, and, I mean, a huge conference center, and, again, like you said, with the badges for identification purposes or the the lanyards with the name tags, there's numerous other conferences going on not associated with IASIS. Oh, yeah, the the real estaters of Florida, whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good time. It it is. It it, it, it really is. Uh, Last year kind of rained on us a lot, and not when I mean rain, I mean stormed, they went above and beyond in the in the classic Florida storms. So yeah, those are those are rough. Uh, the first year I went as a student, I actually had a rental car, 
And on the weekend in between uh, first and second week, I had to drive up to St. Augustine to follow up on a homicide that we had over here in Oregon. Nice. And there, the DA's like, well, you're going to be in Orlando. You might as well just drive up and interview these people. I'm like, all right. So I drove up. It's a few a few hours up up the road yeah. there. Yeah not, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. And then on the way back, it took me probably about six hours just because it was dumping down rain and I couldn't rain, drive yeah. more than 10 miles an hour the whole time. But well, that's actually like a movie script because you have the West Coast Oregon officer who has to go. What St. Augustine may be the world or our country's oldest city, and you're there on a on a homicide. That that I smell True Detective Matthew McConaughey yeah. coming out. You know, there's you know there's an old chapel, a Catholic cathedral, Spanish chapel that you, you know, you're you're going into the. And, and you know, and deep into the basements, that makes for a great movie. I think you should embellish yeah. it a little maybe, bit, maybe sell it. Yeah, yeah. 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 HBO, HBO or Netflix will buy it. They, so. they, they, they could. All right, they might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, that's that's good. That's good stuff. So uh, we talked. I think we talked about everything on the list. Oh, also, I just want to mention. Yeah, you are. Uh, a celebrate uh, contract uh, just just for our viewers who may be wanting to get into the contract instructor business. Uh, you work for uh, Celebrite as your part time gig. Yeah, so I'll uh, get a phone call or an email from time to time um, from Celebrate requesting an instructor for uh, a course somewhere, and uh, I'll have to take my own time off here at the sheriff's office right, of uh, to go and yeah. do that. Um, but yeah, it's just another thing to help keep me fresh with my uh, this mobile-specific forensics and yeah. continue to benefit others and additional people here in the lab uh, with the updates and things like that in, in that field. That's good. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, uh, we use Celebrate. We, we, we love, uh, you know, my agency loves all, all our softwares, all our vendors, um, as, as does IASYS. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good, that's a good side gig to have, but yeah, you do have to burn annually, but I know, I don't know about you guys in Oregon and South Carolina, uh, we are just flooded. I, um, I'm now a, you know, 20 year man. So uh, they just throw vacation days at me. Like it's to the point where I still have to take 11 days, uh, or I'm going to lose them. And then trust me, I'm not stingy with my days. I, uh, the wife, uh, my wife and I just got back from a two week trip in Europe uh, I did a golf uh, fishing trip uh, out of Tampa, but you, you just build up days uh, as long as you know you don't abuse them early on. So yeah, it's the, um, it's the same over here. The longer you work, the more hours you get per month. Um, unfortunately yeah. for me, I just came to this agency two years ago, so all those years of accrual I had down in my other agency went away, and I had to start as if I was a, a new person. So uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and for here, if you you come from a local agency and go to a state agency, you lose your days. You're still in the same retirement, uh, but if you if you switch from state agency to state agency, you keep, you keep everything. Um, but enough of the shop talk. Nobody wants yeah. to hear about the days. Right. You know, the, the, let's talk Bend, Bend, Oregon. Uh, every time I say Bend, I want to say Bend, Indiana. I do not know why. I just I, I know because of North Bend. I understand that, but. I uh, uh, Bend, Oregon. And I have it written down, so every time you see me say Bend, Oregon, I'm I'm purposely looking yeah. at this. Um, uh, what goes on there? Obviously, you're Oregon. You're not Portland, Oregon. You we 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 we've, we know that. That's established. Um, yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong with Portland, Oregon. But uh, this Bend is not Portland, Oregon. 
Uh, you're on the uh, east side of the Cascade Mountains-ish. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, and I'm assuming, because it's Oregon, uh, you just have what we, I, I call breweries, uh, uh, microbrews, tap houses. I just assume you have those there. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, I think, probably one of the things that Portland and the Northwest, at least, are known for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bend has one of the most or the highest breweries per capita in the United States. And a lot of them are just local, but several of them are bigger, like Deschutes and Ten Barrel, which I think actually was purchased by Anheuser-Busch at some point in the past. But okay, um, Crux is over here. There's a handful of, of larger ones that are starting to migrate out of the state. Um, but yeah, there's no shortage of, of that over here. If you want to go out and try something new, you're never going to not find something that you've had before. So Yeah, before. Yeah, I... I'm not, there was an IPA explosion. I don't know when this happened, but every time you go to a, a, a brewery here or, or it's, it's something that has 100 beers on tap, all of them are going to be IPAs, extreme IPAs, triple IPAs, quadruple. Yeah. Whew, you know, I I like, it's come to the point where I, I don't mind, you know, I, I love, you know, like an Irish porter or Irish stout, uh, you know, some some winter beers and stuff and uh, lagers, of course, and but you know sometimes I just 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 give me something that tastes like a Miller Lite um, uh, because the IPA situation is out of control in this country, uh, but also so is the sour situation. But I actually am a fan of sours, so I you know I um, and, and now one and done with those because it, your you know your face inverts when you, <laughs> when you, when you, you know, drink them, but they're yeah. they're delicious, especially in the South Carolina sun and heat, and there's nothing like having. Uh, a, a good a good sour beer to to I guess make your mouth close up. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. It's good. I mean, over here, I mean, we're at thirty six hundred feet elevation, so it's very cold in the winter time. Oh yeah, so that's good. Yes. Those IPAs yeah. are good for warming yeah, you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I and I never like Sierra Nevada. I did like those type of ones. I I don't mind them, but it was just it just got to the point where uh, it. That seems to be just off the rails with the with the IPC situation, which is fine if you like it. Yep. That, there, there's something for everybody. Uh, so, so you're you're high up in elevation. Uh, and I, I, we talked about this off camera. So you're gonna have you're gonna have hunting and and also fishing out there too, right? In your in your neck of the woods. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of outdoor mm-hmm. activities that happen over here. We're kind of right at the foothills of the Cascade Range on the okay. east side. Um, there's a lot of hunting in the area because just to the east of our city is pretty much nothing for four hours. BLM Forest Service, high desert is where we live. So it's just like sagebrush and those kinds of plants and trees. Um, there's three or four rivers that run through uh, the city. So a lot of fishing, okay. a lot of fly fishing oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and recreation. Um, in the summertime, that all turns into rafting and canoeing and kayaking and those types of things. Um and then we a lot of skiing, uh, snow skiing around here too because of the yeah, mountains. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like uh, if I were gonna equate it to another city, it'd be kind of like uh, Aspen, Colorado, or Telluride style, okay. where its population is about a hundred thousand, but it feels more like about two hundred thousand all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, there's it, constantly tourists here um, checking out things. So. 
is it a Patagonia town or or uh, <laughs> yeah? What, what's what's uh, do you guys have an L.O. Bean out there? Who's the? I don't. There's you know? none there. We there's a Patagonia store downtown. Uh, I would say it yeah, leans yeah. more towards Patagonia than it does towards let's say Columbia or North Face. North Face, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. I I, I noticed that I used to work in a uh, mountain resort town in Claryville, New York. It was actually an environmental education center. Uh, but also on the weekends, it was a, a mountain resort in the Catskills. Um, uh, and uh, I noticed the West Coast, the West Coasters were Patagonia and everybody else who was, you know, mid, mid, mid country on were, were, were North Face. And then the hardcore, you know, Northeast East Coasters were Land's End and uh, L.O. Bean. So yeah, it, it's there's some and then there's that other brand. I can't remember. It's something Duke or Duck or Goose something and they're like thousand dollar coats so <laughs> Jeez. yeah you see a few of those yeah. but uh it's yeah it's patagonia and uh pretty much leggings for most of the women around leggings there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh good stuff uh gabe i'm trying to think what else i had for you um on this one um great talk uh we talked volunteerism we talked you um we, we, we talked oregon uh uh, I, I, you mentioned fly fishing. I just took up fly fishing a couple of years ago. Once I saw the gray in my beard, I was like, well, it's time. Yep, it's time. You know, um, I, I didn't tell myself I had to do it. My body just said, you know, like one day I woke up and there was fly fishing gear in my in my room. Don't and, know how it happened. Uh, yeah, my wife would have bought it. My wife may have bought it for me for my birthday, but it just so happened that it just appeared one day and yeah and i have the i have the vest i have all the retractable things and you know it's, yeah it's a whole uh it's a whole different culture fly fishing is it is it is there there's a I, a smugness to it i guess <laughs> that's probably appropriate. You know, it's, yeah it's like like fox hunting with the proper gear versus you know two guys going out on a four-wheeler deer hunting right so there's yeah there's but I would say it's just a decorum. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I've never I never got into fishing or hunting. That wasn't really my thing. I've always been a sports person. Uh, I ended up playing. I played basketball in college, and uh, also football in college for one year. And then I ended up getting hurt, so I had to stop. But I mean, I'm not hurt anymore. But that's always been my yeah. thing. Sure. Is this, yeah. the sports. And so it's hard to not be involved in that. So right now I'm trying to coach um, my kids and it's, they're young. So it's, it's frustrating because I coached high school for 15 years, basketball, and then going from that to like fifth and sixth graders is not an easy transition because you expect so much out of them and they can't. Yeah. 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 I I, I can see that. I, I, I figured you were an athlete since I'm, I'm six, five and I, I have to look up to talk to you. And you, you may your shoulders may be just a tad bit wider than mine. Well, maybe. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to measure anything. And but I'm just saying it's just from you know just from, yeah. from eyeballing it. So I kind of figured you, you did some you did some stuff. Uh, speaking of sports injuries, I I, I played high school sports. I, I was never uh, if I was good at sports, I'd probably be doing a sports podcast. I don't know. But uh, my 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 Achilles heel is literally my Achilles heel. Any any injury I had in high school at 48 years old shows itself whenever whenever it rains. I, I sound like L Bundy from Married with Children, but I'm telling you it, it's it, that's a fact. That's a fact. If you have an achy joint that you got from some sports injury as a as a youngin, uh it, it it's it's 
it's coming back to haunt you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I, we, I mean, I noticed that over here and I'm not, I'm 40. So when it's cold outside, things are, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when I heard that back in, it just yeah, yeah. props back up and, um, yeah, but now and, I mean, and, and, you know, and, and any, any sport injury I really had like, broken, uh, maybe some broken fingers in high school basketball, but it was playing intramural sports in college, you know, cause you're just, you're not, you don't have the discipline. You're not, you're not, uh, at all um, conditioned to be playing these sports. Right. And that's when, that's when the ankle twist happens or, you know, something like that. But that's, it's not like, it's not like my Buffalo Bills are hunting me down to, you know, Josh Allen hurt his uh, throwing shoulder, right. sticking up for his lineman at the Giants game. So I don't know. They're not, call, they're not calling me in any, anytime soon. So. Well, maybe that fight is what actually forced them to win the game. <laughs> Got him <them> motivated. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I don't know. I, I every every year, every year, forty eight years a Bills fan, and I still I don't know. I don't know how to quit them. So, well, but I right. then your Bengals embarrassed us uh, in in our home field. So that's, no, that's, just, that's a know. couple years ago though. It's not. It could be different this year. The Bengals are they're starting to win games. Actually, I think they're three and three now. So, yeah, they had yeah. Everybody lost that first that first week. Uh, uh, the Bengals. Uh, Kansas City and, and the Bills. And yep. it was all like, what? What's happening here? I know. Yep. So. No, it's, uh, but, yep, I've been, I work with a lot of 49ers fans, so I get to hear from them every day. So. Yeah, then Cleveland happened. Right. Yeah. Cleveland's <laughs> so, defense, though, is pretty, yes. pretty good. Yeah. Yes. 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 Don't, don't, don't count them out. I like, I like the small market Rust Belt teams. I, I feel for them. Yep. Um, so. We'll see. Gabe, do you have anything else for us? Any closing words? Uh, my chihuahua just walked in, and she's looking like she's ready to just start something. So w- what do you have? Uh, uh, not much. I appreciate you having me on the on the show. And anytime anybody listening wants to come to Bend, it's not going to be anything that you regret. There's so much to do out here, and it's just a great time. That's good. That's good. Um, I, I've never been out there. I've been to the closest I've been to you is Seattle, uh, and for an NW3C class, you talk about agencies not wanting to uh, spend money. I took a free class in NW3C in Seattle, but we had a grant that we had to spend, we, we, you know, spend it or lose it. Right. So they flew uh, myself and another uh, 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 co-worker out to Seattle. And uh, we spent a week, six days out there. And that was that was wild. I was watching. I was, it was during the NBA finals. I was watching basketball at 5 p.m. Like we'd leave oh, yeah. class and, and we had the, like, we're like, we got to hurry up and go somewhere to watch a game. And I'm like, whoa, you know, know, I've been to Vegas before. I've, I've watched football games at a.m. in the morning, but uh, that still, still blows my mind. That's why I was joking with you earlier. I was like, right. well, is it, uh, you know, 6 p.m. America time or 6, you know, yeah. or 6 p.m.? You know? And I, I say that, but it just, yeah, because it's, it's, it's wild how, uh, yeah, 8, 8 a.m. football games on Sunday. So or no, no eight a.m. One ten, uh, uh, 10. 10. yeah, ten. Sorry, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's good for I mean us watching sports after work because you come home and during the NBA season it's five and seven, so you can yeah. be done with the second game and it's still oh, that's not true. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, yeah, going over to yeah over to the East Coast the second game starts at ten p.m. and you have, have oh, to yeah. stay up till no. one. So. Yeah, uh, ten p.m. the 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 college football national championship doesn't start till nine p.m. So that's that's going that's going to one o'clock in the morning. Uh, if I want to watch, which I kind of like the West Coast Saturday night games for college football, so I'll always get a West Coast game at at nine you nine ten eleven p.m. Yeah. whatever. Yep. So they just continue 
But my wife, she's like, oh, more football. I'm like, it's, you know. It's still on. Yeah, they got that Pac-12 after dark game. It's always yeah. like 7 yeah, that's, p.m. You know, and the, the same thing, and like they'll do the same thing with basketball because when basketball starts around Thanksgiving, they'll have – uh, all the like obscure West Coast teams playing a, a tournament in Alaska. So that <laughs> stuff. I mean, you're you're watching games at midnight if you want to. <laughs> I, I know. Well, if that's <laughs> what you like to do, though, then at least there's something on to watch. So there, there's something. Yeah, there's something on the watch. So I, I can only watch so much Real uh, Housewives of, of Beverly Hills bef- before I have to just you know yeah man up. So right. I, I pay sixty five dollars a month so my wife could have Bravo. Oh so. well, that sounds like it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, YouTube TV, that's the only thing we really watch. I have all the other apps. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the Bravo app is 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 non-existent. So, yeah, yeah, $65, I think it's $70, but but YouTube TV now has it where you can watch all the football games in one space of your TV and just keep flipping like you're oh, watching a multi-screen. Nice. Oh, that is that is that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. A bowl of popcorn and that and I'm I'm set for a Saturday and a Sunday. So, yeah, we're just. It, 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 I watch the the Red Zone channel on Sunday Ticket most of the time. Yeah, this just, blows the Red Zone away. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, it, it's revolutionary, and especially because uh, YouTube now has the has the NFL package. Oh, nice. So it's perfect. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it out. It's good. So, all right, Gabe, I'll let you go. We're running in here at. 40 minutes, which is a great prime time. I, I listened to Rob Lowe's podcast, and he said the most the most up time for a podcast is 40 to 45 minutes because that's the average time an adult works out or has a commute. All right, so perfect. I, don't, I do not know if there's a science behind it, but I also trust Rob Lowe. Yeah. The guy's 60 years old, and look at him. So, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Looks like he's still he's 35. A, yeah. yeah, he's a pinnacle of health. He's got to be doing something right. All right, we got Gabe Birchfield, Bend, Oregon, everybody. Uh, Iasis, uh, look for him if you're going, and uh, we'll be seeing you. Gabe, always a pleasure. All right, thanks a lot. All right, buddy, take care. All right.